the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to recap the Broncos and San Francisco preseason game. Going to uh, chat a little bit about uh, what I saw from the locker room post game. A couple of the conversations from the players, including audio from Drew Locke that you're going to hear. He talks about his confidence and a little bit about that injury as well, too. And then, of course, coming back from the injury, you're going to hear from Emmanuel Sanders, who just had a tremendous day, as well as a couple other players. Who were those players? We'll discuss today on the podcast. But first, I want to say thanks to our friends over there at Pro Football Focus, a uh, new friend of the program, Pro Football Focus is, and I tell you what, you can get 25% off your order when you use the promo code PFF25. Now, of course, if you're a diehard player like me, join the PFF Elite to access their Green Line game picks for NFL and college games. Green Line shows you which picks have the highest confidence to beat the spread, money line, or the over-under. Join PFF today and get, well, get prepared to win. PFF.com, use the promo code PFF25. That's 25% off your uh, order for a limited time. And then, of course, there is the regular PFF Fantasy, the most in-depth stats and uh, analysis to give you a massive edge over your competition. Data-driven projections, matchup tools, you'll find those breakout players, and here's the beauty. You know, if you're like at a PPR and you're looking for a, a certain deep wide receiver, you use those PFF fantasy numbers and projections, rankings, all that good stuff. Don't waste another season guessing which players to draft or fade. Use those analytics and use that data and then find that deep sleeper and go win your league. PFF Analytics to optimize every draft pick, trade offer, or a DFS lineup. Sign up at pff.com and use the promo code PFF25 for 25% off. That's a lot of money, 25% off your order at Pro Football Focus, pff.com. Let's get right to the audio, and I want to start on the uh, offensive side of things, and then we'll get to the defense because, uh, you know, we we talk about um, players who I like to root for players. You know, certain individuals who either worked really, really hard or uh, busted their butt to get to where they're at, and that's exactly what Emmanuel Sanders did. And in the particular case of Emmanuel Sanders, it's a little bit different as opposed to busting the butt there to to get to the highest of pinnacle, which he's already done. This is to get healthy, and this is to get back for the regular season. And so Emmanuel Sanders uh, has a tremendous game right out of the gate. They go with a uh, little five-yard out to him, takes the end around, catches the nice pass from uh, from Joe Flacco on the holding penalty that Unfortunately, was called back, but nonetheless, it was a good day for Emmanuel Sanders, who talked about running out of the the tunnel for the first time. He was the first player introduced, and he got a little emotional. Yeah, it felt good. Uh, I remember during the, the Pledge of Allegiance, I was just looking back. Actually, I was in the tunnel, and I was just thinking about me crawling around after having two surgeries and crawling up the stairs and all the pain and everything that I had to you know go through to get back to this moment, man. And, Almost start crying in the tunnel uh, because, you know, and just being sometimes you just got to be proud of yourself. And, and 
and how you handle certain situations. And so uh, in that moment, in that moment, I was proud of myself and happy that I was back on my team. Yeah, that's Emmanuel Sanders talking about running out of the tunnel and uh, beginning to reminisce about all the hard work. And he mentioned the crawling and that Achilles is just such a brutal injury to an athlete. And to see him return like that, good for him. Just good for him. That's the that's the only thing I could say. It was awesome to see him out there and certainly, uh, obviously, making plays. And looking like the old Emmanuel Sanders, too, uh, particularly on that end around. Man, it just it looks like he hasn't missed a beat. So, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by our, force, our friends at Tap 14. 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fare is just tremendous. Head on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. Also got an opportunity to chat with Drew Locke post-game in the locker room. He had some high spirits. He was kind of laughing, jiving with us, the media, and uh, he did speak about making strides with his confidence. And maybe in more particular is, you know, the, the games are beginning to slow down. A lot of rookie quarterbacks or young players at the quarterback position, when they first get into a game, and we saw this in the Atlanta Hall of Fame game for the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke, it was just, there was just so much going on. His head was going a million miles an hour. He was just trying to process what was in front of him. Well, things are beginning to slow down for Drew Locke, and you could see it week by week by week. And he talked a little bit about that post game after the loss to the San Francisco 49ers. I was say, I'd say those first, that first game, it was super fast. Head was spinning. Second game got a little bit better. And then even this game, I feel like I made him, you know, a stride again this game with just feeling more confident in myself, knowing what's going on around me, where my hots are. Uh, I made it a big point this week to, you know, if we did get a blitz that, that, that made us hot, I knew where I was going with the ball, and I feel like I did a lot better job with that in this game. Locke also talked about the injury that he sustained and uh, how he tried to grit through it, a, a thumb injury. X-rays come up negative on that, so certainly good news if you were a Broncos fan, but we'll see about his status for uh, the next preseason game. But he did talk a little bit about it as, uh, well, he said even through the hurt hand, the ball, well, it came out nice out of his hand. Yeah, the last throw, I was like, all right, I'm going to muscle through this. If you get the first down, I'm going to muscle through this drive, but I'm going to get through this one play. And shoot, the ball came out pretty nice out of my hand after that. Um, so that that's a good sign to me, being able to throw right after that. But um, no, I hurt a little bit, but you know, once I got over here, it kind of stiffened up a little bit. That's Drew Locke, of course, post-game after the Broncos' loss in preseason to the San Francisco 49ers. Want to move to the defensive side of the football where, I tell you what, uh, several individuals were just on a rampage. Shelby Harris as well as Bradley Chubb just disrupting, destroying, dismantling, uh, whatever word you want to use that beat up on the San Francisco 49er offense for those first couple drives. I mean, they really were a two-man wrecking crew that absolutely ruined the day for the San Francisco 49ers quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, who went one, He completed one pass. Actually, he completed two. One to his own team and one to the Broncos. Oh, sorry. That might have been a little bit of a low ball. But anyways, you get the point. Jimmy Garoppolo, it was a nightmare for him when it comes to... Well, just trying to execute the offense. Uh, it just seemed like every single play, 
Shelby Harris was sniffing it out in the backfield in some way, shape, or form, or Bradley Chubb was breathing down his neck. And then, of course, Chubb comes in and, well, beats Staley pretty bad a couple times, and then he gets the strip sack on C.J. Beathard. So, look, this is a Denver defense starter-wise that just looked tremendous in every way, shape, or form. I, I really don't know if you can say anything outside of, wow, when it comes to that starting defense. And let's remember, this was a starting defense that did not have Will Parks, that did not have Bryce Callahan, that did not have Kareem Jackson, that did not have uh, Malik Reed, one of their new standouts uh, when it comes to the linebacker position. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Uh, they need to have all these starters, and yet still they look tremendous. This was a defense that, for the four pl- for the four drives, I should say, that they were out on the field, the 49ers offense couldn't do anything against the Denver first-team defense for the Broncos. Four plays, 16 yards, and a pick. That, of course, done by Isaac Yadam. Pressure, Bradley Chubb. Three plays, four yards, and a punt. Three plays, negative one yard, and a punt. And then, of course, the five-play, seven-yard drive that had resulted in a punt. This defense is under Vic Fangio. First of all, it's ready for week one. And if they continue to put the screws to quarterbacks to where they're getting pressure up the middle, pressure on the edges, there's just no time to sit back there and survey. And these are some good corners that the Broncos have. And I think you're going to get a lot of opportunities if you're Isaac Yadam, if you're Kareem Jackson, some of these safeties, maybe a Will Parks, who really could see opportunities to make some big-time plays. And then, of course, look, at defensive line, batting balls down at the line of scrimmage. Adam Gotsis, Shelby Harris, Derek Wolf they're going to get their opportunities all year long. And as we saw in Shelby Harris's case, twice at the line of scrimmage, really making life a, a living hell for Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you're a Broncos fan, you love seeing that. You just love seeing that. So... A lot to uh, unpack when it comes to the defense, when when it comes to depth. And that's where the issues began. Now, I do want to circle back to Malik Reed because, again, he was one of those players that could not play, did not suit up in uniform. And he's kind of become your key depth guy in which there's pros and cons with that. Uh, Obviously, there's a pro because you didn't expect it coming, but more so a con Gosh, if he didn't emerge, this team would be really weak on the defensive depth side. And without him, you are seeing a lot of this depth have major issues in several positions from offense and defense. This is a team that it's very top-heavy. The bowling ball begins to fall off the table. When you come to your some some of your depth guys, uh, we've seen some players make some nice plays, but then we see the Trey Johnsons of the world in the secondary who just just have not been able to put together consistent uh, games. Uh, Josh Watson caught out of place on the touchdown run and and certainly did not have his best game. Uh, so th- there are going to be times where this team. If, if they can just continually keep the starters healthy and rotate in guys in the right sequence, in the right manner, to where they're not 
heavily relying on that depth, I think you're going to see opportunities for this Denver defense to just continually get past those issues. Now, if they start dealing with injuries, they start losing starters, a uh, Todd Davis, uh, a Josie Jewell, who, again, by the way, both those two also didn't play either. Now, all of a sudden, you're thinking, okay, we're going to start to see some real depth issues if we start to run into some injuries, and every team is bound to run into injuries. Now, one could say that, yes, that every team deals with those issues, is that there always will be depth issues left and right. The problem is is it that that severity of the drop-off differs, and I don't really care what's happening with the drop-off when it comes to depth for the Chargers or the Raiders or the Chiefs. I cover the Denver Broncos, and I am watching a team that the depth drop-off is quite large. So certainly something to watch. That doesn't mean it is panic time. That doesn't mean it's going to even matter. Again, if this is a team that stays healthy, then all of a sudden you could see them win a lot of games and everything is rosy. But again, depth certainly looking like a question mark so far on this team. Another big question mark for this team that uh, Vic Fangio also alluded to post-game is special teams. And by all means, I, I you know, I, I want to, I guess, exclude Brandon McManus, who, look, relied upon kicker, is, is very accurate, and, and certainly has given us no reason to think otherwise. But the punting from Colby Wadman has been inconsistent. The coverage team has not been very good. The return game has been inconsistent as well, too. We've seen some muffs. We've seen poor poor coverage. Uh, this is a bad special teams unit right now, and Vic Fangio said it was unacceptable and certainly something that there's probably going to be focusing on because they are not getting the production that they need. And it, I could almost feel a sense of urgency in the voice of Vic Fangio when he spoke post-game about this special teams unit because they're running out of time to fix some gaping holes on this boat. I mean, it's a boat that is sinking right now, and it may be too late to, to, to plug those holes up to save the boat. That's what it kind of felt like when it comes to Vic Fangio. So we'll see how they do in practice when it comes to trying to correct some of the issues that they got going on in special teams because it is not good. And then he alluded to the idea of, well, you know what? If our depth guys can't get it done, maybe we got to put a starter or two out there. That could result into an injury. That could result to just some bad news that you don't want if you're the Denver Broncos. You should not be sending your starters out there on special teams. There is no reason to be doing so. They have got to find a way to clean it up. And you know what? That may be a showing of depth in what are what we just previously discussed in the idea that this team is not deep. They are not talented when it comes to depth. And then thus, the special team suffers because most of those guys out on special teams depth guys so a lot to certainly clean up if you are the Denver Broncos but all in all when it comes to the starters they looked really good Joe Flacco was impressive he had two nice passes on one drive that just impressed me and impressed me a lot and I I know I've talked about this on the podcast I've also talked about this on the radio show and again you could follow the radio show along 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Mile High Sports uh, that streams at milehighsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter. 
Those may be some of the better throws we've seen since Peyton Manning left. It was a absolute dart. Spot throw, chemistry throw, in rhythm on a three-step drop. Joe Flacco nails Cortland Sutton on third and long for a big completion. He also had a nice little uh, kind of a scamper, broken play, a dump off to Deshaun Hamilton, in which I think most times a... Look, Chad Kelly, Paxton Lynch, Mark Sanchez, Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, whoever the hell you want to throw back there over the last three years, probably takes the sack there or tries to run with it and then doesn't get the first down. Instead, Flacco finds Deshaun Hamilton on a nice little play that he created. He created, I want to emphasize that, that was a playmaker opportunity to make a play, and Joe did it. And so Flacco deserves the credit for that. And uh, you know what? He showed you a little bit of things that, and particularly, and I've raved about this throw all morning long. This throw to Cortland Sutton, I think, may be the best throw I've seen since the Peyton Manning era. It truly was. That's the type of throw that they could not complete on third down in previous years. That's the kind of throw that's going to win them a lot more games that they usually lost in the past for the Denver Broncos. So, look, it's preseason. We don't want to overreact to the good or the bads. There is still much to do, and the dress rehearsal game is coming up, so certainly we will be following along here on the podcast, of course, presented by our friends at Tap14 and Pro Football Focus. So, big thank you to them. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K. Radio on Twitter, and of course, always at milehighsports.com, where we have some great writing on the Denver Broncos. A lot of great stuff going on up on the website. That's milehighsports.com. Be sure to read up and check out all the details on the latest when it comes to the blue and orange at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. The podcast all done for today. If you want to, uh, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, thoughts, all that good stuff, you can always reach out to me on Twitter. I will answer those questions. And may maybe we'll put uh, your question up on the podcast for discussion. That's at Ronnie K Radio, at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And then, of course, always the writing at milehighsports.com. We appreciate you listening. And, of course, we appreciate our friends over there at Tap 14 and Pro Football Focus. Don't forget that promo code. That's PFF25 for 25% off. A limited time, your subscription to Pro Football Focus. All done for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. We'll see you next time with another daily edition of the Broncos Blitz Podcast with our friends over there at Pro Football Focus and Tap 14 on the web at milehighsports.com for your latest breaking news, profiles, discussions, all the audio, all the interviews, all the quotes at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. See you, y'all.